It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. So take a seat at the table and join the conversation as we discuss all things worship from team dynamics to technology and song selection. And now it's time for the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WMC podcast. It's me, Naya. And I'm Jessica. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm Abel. Yes, he is. And I'm Gabriel. (laughs) This is Joe. Hey, we're we're out of practice. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) At least I didn't sound like I hopped out of Disney Channel. It's been a long summer, guys. Yes. You know, nobody expects podcasts to come out during the summer. They really just don't. So we're we're fine, I'm sure. I'm sure that those three folks who are still listening (laughs) are are all good with it. Um, Still there? <laughs> Who? The three listeners. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. You're talking directly to them. Fine. That, that'll work. Well, I wanted just to acknowledge, I have it in my notes, but we actually recorded another episode. It was a guys only episode because the ladies, I think, were on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And episode 205, an excellent discussion of the topic of identity, just far ranging, deep conversation. It's missing. We're going to find it. Abel's going to find it. He and I are going to get together. It'll be released at some point. But we don't want you to think that we're lazy because clearly we're all working very, very hard. Clearly. Don't laugh when we say that. That just kind of falls apart. (laughs) The guys had one job. One job to do. You had one job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. So we'll we'll figure that out. Um, Well, at some point, we'll release that. It'll be very exciting for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Could but, you give uh, us like a recap? What did you guys talk about? Identity. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Caught uh, up. The, we started to talk about the transitioning worship leader, and it became a topic of identity. And mm-hmm. it's been a while since I listened to it because I only have one part of the conversation. <laughs> so it's just me talking to myself. <laughs> I get that all the time. So I, I work from home. I well, talk to myself all day. it was more stimulating than it usually is because you had at least two legitimate voices in your head. Oh. And who are they? Okay, illegitimate voices in your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good, though. Um, I just, that was a great question, and I didn't have a good answer for it. So I just deflect that and say, well, you'll have to listen to it when it's available. Awesome. How's that? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. What a teaser. Yeah. Well, that's the dun, whole idea. Dun, We're dun. setting people up. They're very excited about it. The other thing, actually, that we talked about, and uh, we're going to be following through on, and the ladies might not yet know about it, but we wanted to do um, some episodes that are just like meet your host. So um, I can interview each of you so that people can get to know you, each of you as individuals a little better and know where you're coming from, your faith background and stuff. Um and Abel has volunteered to go first, and we're going to get Aww. that scheduled. But I'm hoping Abel. that each of you guys will jump on, and so the people who are listening can go, oh, I know who that person is, and I know a little bit more about them, since there's so many of us. That's you, you cool. all on board with that? I yeah, love that. Love it. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe we'll start with <laughs> Abel next, and then we'll do, then uh, who wants to go after Abel, besides Gabe? I'll go. Cool. All right. I will get, I'll get you all scheduled. I'm excited about it. 
That's That'll be, be fun. Because yeah. I don't know you guys very well. You know, you guys all know each other and you've met and stuff. Physically, I haven't met any of you. Uh, and, you know, can anybody truly know Gabriel? No. Mm. no. Does anybody truly want to? Oh. Yes. Oh, well, come on. What? Don't get sensitive <laughs> no, on no, me no, after all this. To you be fair, he's... <laughs> no, you're right. You get You get one, too, every once in a while. He picks on you a lot. <laughs> okay, so where were we? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think it's time for one guy to go. It's been a while, and I'm excited for this. So uh, what do you got for us, Naya? Okay. On this edition of One Gotta Go... Okay, so it's not in a category, but I think these are all things that each of us loves. So books, <gasps> music, <laughs> electronics, <Yeah>. again, <laughs> and, and humor. One got to go. Electronics done. Yeah, electronics. All electronics. Yeah. No yeah. phone, no computer, no. I mean that—that's no lights for reading books. Electron- I'd have to read by candlelight. Well, are you talking about no, like not electricity? But like phone, just like portable electronics. Oh, electronics, about devices, no, devices. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye. books are life. Books are not life. They're mm. not life, but I, they are super okay. important. Best. I, I, yeah, I don't know how you function without humor. I mean, that That's sounds like the worst world in the world. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, agreed. but ever, not the worst world in the world. But you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, no, um, no humor is nothing to laugh at. Oh, <sighs> boy. Sean, just punch him. You're close <laughs> enough. Okay, here's a follow-up. One got to go. In the room. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Summer. <gasps> Winter. Well, which one needs to go? Which one yeah, has summer. to go? Bye. Winter. Winter. Bye. We live in Texas. Summer has to go. It's a hundred degrees today. I'm not would, doing I it. I would be fine if it was spring all the way until fall. That would be okay. Spring and I just, fall. If spring winter fall. year round it's would be cold perfect to go for swimming, me. And that's fine. I hate swimming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, this is def- this question is definitely, you know, really based on your perspective, like where you live. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, f- so if I lived in like where you live or I lived in like, uh, um, Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix winter is amazing because it's right. like summer where I live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would get rid of winter cause I don't like I dark would days. Too. I would too. Winter? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I get frustrated in the cold, I, but I can tolerate <laughs> <laughs> I can tolerate the heat. Temperature, temperature drops just so low, and all of a sudden, tantrums just fly. He's throwing stuff down in the parking lot. I, I guess hey, you know what this is. You would the say you would say winter too. No, I said summer. You said summer. Okay, that's right. Summer for sure. I really, I in my head, I idealize that I would love to live somewhere north where it snows as much as possible, but I don't know if that's because I grew up in the South and so snow is a rarity or if I would really actually enjoy it for weeks on end. Yeah. I grew up in DC and so we, (laughs) yeah, mm -mm. yeah, mm -mm. no, thank you. Bye. You get a little lake effect snow and everything stops, which is fun for like three days. Yeah. And then you're stuck. Frustration. (laughs) 
<laughs> I will say though, I would, you know, if I had a choice between being hot or cold, I'd rather be cold. Because yeah. when you're hot, it's hard. It's harder to cool down when you're hot. But True. warming up when you're cold isn't that big a deal. But yep. like when I go for a run, and it's 95 outside, you know, There's after a half mile, I'm do. pretty much done. True. Um, that's a half but, mile longer uh, than I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I was running. <laughs> Are you an avid runner? Um, I like to run. Um, I used to be better till I gained 25 pounds. Um, well, now you have a but, reason to run. Yeah, yeah. There's the irony that, let me see, I, I, I need to run, but I have to pack the extra 25 pounds around the block with me or whatever. But I will I'm say, losing, you look smaller yeah. than the last time I saw you. Well, it's a computer screen, so that might be it. Are you okay. sitting further away from it? <laughs> no, I've lost 25 yeah. pounds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What did you do? You ran. Never mind. No, no, that wasn't it. Um, counted calories. Pretty boring. Mm. Pretty boring. So like counting uh, calories actually burns calories. It's like some intense <laughs> mathematics. Yeah, my brain is real, it's real weak. And so One, just those, that two. little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, nothing, no, just wake up, okay, oatmeal, that's 180 calories. Cool, all right. I'm going to have done, some ramen for, for lunch that's th 300 calories and then pretty much whatever I want for dinner. But no, I don't know. If anybody Chipotle. is listening to this and actually cares, I uh, cool, but probably not. But thank you. I will take that. You're from welcome. You, you look great. Appreciate you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't it Thanks. Chipotle burrito like 1,600 calories or something like that? They roll it in a duvet cover. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I have the uh, Mexican duvet, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheese, sour cream, and guacamole. That'll be it. Thank that's, you. That's awesome. Have you seen the duvet cover behind me? It's the color of guacamole. Wait. Can you see it? No. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. People who are listening can't see it. So I mean, <laughs> we are so far off. Okay, so uh, let's broadcasting Speaking live in color audio. <laughs> that's right. Oh, somebody is typing here. Um, I will. Uh, so. Oh, shoot. Somehow I turned on... This is great. Somehow I turned on the voice capture on Drive, and it's typing as I talk. Oh. So that freaked me out a little if bit. If it's Siri, <laughs> proofread it. <laughs> because she will destroy your relationships. I have to figure out how to shut this thing off. Voice to text to my wife, and I end up saying horrible things. I didn't that, say yeah. that. Siri. Those are some of my favorite memes. Um, are those, oh, good Lord, this thing is just trying to do everything. I got to switch to a different page. Um, okay, sorry. I get very <laughs> distracted when the computer starts to take over. Um, so thus, get rid of the electronics. Yes. <laughs> we'll telegraph this next time. All right. So, well, the topic that I had selected for us was to talk about uh, peer pressure in worship, which uh, I think when I mentioned that before we got started, there was kind of the sense of, huh? Um, you know, what, what do we actually mean by that? Uh, and, and what I mean by that is um, sometimes, you know, you're, for me, you're uh, on a worship team with some folks that um, maybe don't show up on time, don't seem to be prepared or, you know, uh, We've never otherwise. That. 
Not, you've never good, good. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that our listeners can't relate to that. Yeah, but you know when um, I know that for me, I am always two days later than I should in posting what songs we're doing for the week. And when I show up on Sunday morning, uh, my friend Debbie Schilling, who plays keyboards for us, will go, hey, any chance you could maybe post these before <laughs> Saturday night? <laughs> right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She and I have been friends for 15 years. So she can say stuff like, you know, she will tell me very bluntly how I annoy her. But I don't know that that's the normal dynamic on the worship team. Um, so I was curious... So even after 15 years, she still asks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because persistence for both of you. <laughs> she's very persistent, yeah. And occasionally, if she does it enough, I feel like maybe I should do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, I feel I, we, conviction. My wife calls that a growing edge. Part, I think we've talked about this before. Those parts of your, your personality or who you are where you have the opportunity to grow. So I, one of my growing edges is... Uh, doing things in a, in a timely enough manner to not mess things up for everybody else. So um, we can just go around and point out each other's growing edges if you'd like to do that. We can just start with Gabriel and never stop. I was going to say that myself, but apparently I don't have to. Oh, my edges are so <laughs> visible to the world, but it's quite true. But uh, back to your topic, because I'm deflecting. Um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, dealing with uh, volunteers and dealing with how to keep standards high. Um, that's really a never-ending uh, challenge, I think, we face as leaders. And um, I know there are a lot of churches that, uh, you know, if their musicians show up late, well, they just stop paying them and they get fired. And uh, I just, I'm not, I'm just not keen on that kind of culture. <clears throat> I don't want to have to pay people to, to play. Feel like that. Well, that's an interesting topic. All that by is itself. another topic. Yes. That's yeah. I, say. That's so I will write that down. Pay, pay, pay to play. Pay to play, play versus or, volunteers. Or nah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have a, a, an old boss of mine who said, uh, you get what you pay for with volunteers. Um, you know, yeah. the philosophy was, is, uh, you know, if people are not somehow being compensated, you won't, you're not going to get their best, which I think may apply corporately, but not necessarily from a worship perspective. But uh, what if you're not the worship leader? I mean, what if you're not in a position of leadership uh, and you want to influence the behavior of somebody else? Got real quiet, people, real quiet. Well, I'll insert cricket sounds. Influence is gained just over time and through relational equity, period. Um, I've, I've been in positions in the past where I didn't have a position, but I had more influence than the people that did have position. So it all comes down to relationship and just what you're willing to um, cultivate relationally with others. Because some leadership, let's face it, some people feel like because they have a position, that gives them the right to tell people what to do. Mm. But they don't have the relational equity to actually mm -hmm. uh, steward the people. And um, it just ends up cutting people off. So unless you're in there 
and in the thick of it with the people that you serve with, you know, that why should they listen to you? You're just a position. And if you're my personality, that really <laughs> goes sideways. Like, I don't care if you have a title, you get in here and do it with us or your, your motivation is moot. So, so Gabe can be pretty blunt. Is that, uh, we're, that's pretty straight up, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they all look scared. <laughs> They're all worried about, um, yes. <laughs> it's worried. a good well, just thing. To, of the people in the room, how many of you report to Gabriel as, uh, as uh, their administrative, well, as their boss, basically? Nobody. All of us. All, everybody. Everybody. Okay, so. In theory, um, but. So we're not no, going to get any good conversation out of this. <laughs> well, I mean, I've worked for him for 12 years. We don't years, have so that kind of team, of do we? Nobody's scared of him. <laughs> Everybody was just very quiet. I just, yes, agree. Very yeah. blunt. Yeah. Well, somebody else speak to it then. Ditto. Ditto. What he said. Good. Okay, well, that's, that's all for today. And that's our episode for the week. <laughs> well, I mean, well, give me an example. Has there been a time when you've had to have a conversation with somebody? About... Um, well, here's, let me give you an example. It's a non-performance. What if um, somebody shows up and they, they just don't seem to care about their appearance? Um, mm-hmm. And they, you know, in terms of participation and stuff, they're great. But they, they, the fact that they always wear like a wrinkled shirt that's not clean can be distracting. What, what, how would you approach that? Well, I had that opportunity um, not too long ago uh, with... I'm like talking in, in fragments. I'm trying to protect with a certain someone about how revealing an outfit was. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, but I think to Gabe's point, I was wearing a real low cut V neck that day. <laughs> he wore this short skirt. And I said, was what? It was Ew. awkward for everybody. <laughs> it's still awkward. Yeah. But I think um, the relationship is there and I was able to communicate it in a way that you know, we want them to hear what it is that you're, you're saying and we want, we don't want there to be any distractions. And so if we can just use a pen, just to pin it just a little bit, um, you know, that would be great. And so relationship just, I responded really well. (laughs) We, we pinned his skirt and he was good to go. (laughs) Um, so yeah, as long as relationship is there, it, it kind of, it softens the blow. Yeah, I have a question. So, like, when, yeah. when, because I want to know at least how to like go about it. So, so if we were to, if something were to happen like that, but there was no relational equity, could possibly like another substitute maybe be like, like how we deliver the conversation? Like, example, if we we're bringing it back to worship, we have a first time person who's on the team, and they do wear something revealing. Like, obviously, one, there's no relational equity there, but, like, the conversation could still be there, right? Yeah, it would have to be. I think in wisdom, like, seriously, with the chair, wisdom would just try to find the best way. Like, for me, it it would have been completely inappropriate for if this is a young lady, for a guy to come up and and deliver that news. So just trying to find an easy way to do it. Yes, it has to be addressed um, because we are a team and we're operating as one. And so 
you know, I think we, there's always a way, but just to be mindful that some people just don't know these are feelings. And so just to be as delicate, um, but clear, you know, as possible. Mm. I think another thing to consider uh, for any leaders listening is to remember that the people on their team are people and not uh, inventory to just be accessed and used. Mm. And Mm -hmm. that we're, um, the goal is to help these people be the best they can be and uh, to love them into a place of greatness, not prod them, not, not be, uh, I've, I've been around types of leadership in the past that whenever they had the um, people with character issues, you know, not even sin issues, but just like kind of character flaws, they would mock them from a distance and hoping that they would change as opposed to just addressing the actual issue and love. Mm -hmm. They would just kind of mock them and and hope that through rough humor, they would change. Yeah, shame, shame really helps people change. Shame breach change. But yeah, yeah, like to, and then to offer, you know, solutions and to um, speak to, I've always heard people talk about like the the sandwich, the positive, negative, (laughs) positive sandwich. You're awesome. You can't sing but I also love you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but to just try to find a way, I think Gabe, you even told a story about um, someone. I just remember like a, like a tambourine. Don't provide too many details. I know. Listening. I don't know if it was like a tambourine story at another location, but just encouraging somebody to find their lane. You know, maybe you're not yeah. cut out for, this particular um, area of ministry, but let's find your, I, I recognize that you really do great at this. Let's explore this together. In the parking lot. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. Let's explore. Away from the tambourine. Yeah. Let's see how well you sing in the parking spaces outside. <laughs> Fantastic. So. Now I'm going to use a term that Gabe might know because he's been going to school, but my wife utilizes a, a dialectic approach to delivering let's say criticism or opportunities to grow, which is instead of using the word, but, or however, or, or though you use and. Uh So with my, let's say with my daughter, I say, Hey, I think you're awesome. And I love you. And you need to take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that you don't say, but you need to take a shower because that immediate, the the word, but immediately discounts everything that came before it. (laughs) And the word and says that these two things can occur. All all inclusive. Like, I think you have so many great things going on and I would really like to know that you're practicing (laughs) your instrument. Yeah. Yeah. You're a very talented individual, and I'd love it if you came more prepared to practice. You know, Jessica uses also a lot, which is I hilarious. <laughs> I'm learning about myself, apparently. Like, let's do that idea. Also, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want another example. Also, Can, no. Do you have one for me, Jessica? Can you give I, me an example? I, I'm learning this about myself right now as we're recording this. I don't have one offhand, but it's usually the exact opposite of whatever <laughs> she just said. 
I love peanut butter and jello je- jelly, and uh-huh. also let's not eat that. Let's ever, yeah, ever, yeah. <laughs> also, no. I like peanut butter and jelly. Also, I hate it on your breath. <laughs> Something I don't know. It's like yeah. I'm trying to think of an example too, because it's starting to sound familiar. But well, keep thinking about that. I'm going to turn this a little bit and say. Uh, think about a time when somebody has approached you with a, an opportunity with criticism or an opportunity to improve or something. How did you receive that? I love criticism. I'm sorry. I don't know about anybody else, but I love criticism. Well, that's good. I don't like because what you're you are who right you now. are. <laughs> well. Please finish. We are we are jerks. <laughs> Also, uh, no, <laughs> no, I I think uh, I was talking to uh, one of the pastors here about this yesterday, uh, and I was saying, for me at least, I I love criticism because you can easily tell if it's when it comes from a person that cares, they just have the intention for you. They have the intention of growth that there needs to be growth. Mm-hmm. And, but you can, you can tell if someone's <laughs> just being like a critic just to be a butt. You can, you can tell the oh. difference between it. Oh, beep. Oh, Leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> they were giggling because you, we were just talking about using and instead of butt and you said butt and they started to giggle because of that. Right. He said yeah. butt and then he said and. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Also, what, what, <laughs> yes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. So for I, me, I get I get like really defensive. Mm-hmm. I try to uh, explain why I did something the way that I did, or mm-hmm. or um, I, I'll prop up excuses. I know for me, my immediate thought is I know what I should have done differently. You don't have to tell me. Let's be done with it because I I. And I know that's something that mm. I struggle with. Mm. It, you know, uh, I actually had a counselor in front of a big group of people as, we, as I was receiving feedback on a presentation. I started to, every time, a bit of improve, improvement opportunity that came my direction, I went, well, let me explain that. And he's like, stop it, Joe. You don't mm. need to explain it. Just sit there and receive it and know that the people around you, to Abel's point, care about you and they're offering this information as an opportunity for you to grow, not because they want you to feel bad or that they think you are less than or something like mm-hmm. that. So Abel, I love what you said, being able to accept what people say, knowing that they love you and they have the best intentions for you and want the best, your best person to come to the surface. I think that's wonderful. And that is true about Abel. He's very teachable, which yeah. is it seems like that's increasingly harder to find yeah. uh, these days, but uh, he does really, really well. I think uh, another thing to um, um, differentiate between type these types of situations is you have some situations that are emergencies and need to be dealt with like right away, like somebody that shows up only half clothed versus... Right. Uh, somebody that uh, they've got kind of this ongoing issue that's not an emergency and it, they're, it's not going to take them to hell, but it's, you know, it's like their soul needs a breath mint kind of a thing. I like to use that phrase. Mm. Um, and 
I heard this quote once, uh, he who offers the most hope has the most influence. And um, uh, I started, anytime I had to, had to deal with uh, issues with people, with their, uh, their, how, they, how they led others, their personality, their, you know, whatever, that was just very off-putting to everyone else. I would try to find the kind of the redemptive, redemptive gift buried in that off-putting portion of their soul. And um, uh, that I would wait. I, I wouldn't have a, a discussion with them until I could find out what that was. Mm-hmm. And it's usually through a lot of prayer, just asking the Holy Spirit. Now, what what is what have you gifted them with that is not being stewarded correctly? Because that was me growing up. I was had a lot of zeal for the Lord, but the uh, as a worship leader, the packaging was all wrong. I was very rough. I was. I came across angry, and I would guilt trip people into God's presence. And it wasn't because I didn't love God, or I was. Uh, it was because I so loved God that I just felt like I should, you know, if you don't worship God the way I do, then you're going to hell. You just don't love God, and and it wasn't it wasn't correct. So again, the zeal was good, but my execution of it was totally off. And uh, for a good ten or twelve years, I just got mocked for it. And I thought, well, prophets never respect in their own hometown, so <laughs> that voice, hometown. And um, there was one day I was at work, and uh, I worked with uh, I worked at a ministry, and this uh, uh, a woman that I worked with that also attended my church. This was on a Monday on our coffee break, and she said, "Hey, you did a great job yesterday. Hey, um, instead of telling people where they aren't with God, why don't you consider telling them where they could be?" And I did never cross my mind. Yeah. And it was just a re-aiming of my, the focus of my delivery. And it had literally never crossed my mind. And that really set me free because I thought I'd been doing it the right way. And it was frustrating me because it wasn't working. So basically, I mean, it didn't happen overnight, but I learned uh, at, in that moment over the course of the next number of seasons, how to just love people into where they where they can be as opposed to just griping at them because they're not. Yeah. And when you love somebody and you have a relationship with them, you really do want the best things for them and figuring out a way to communicate that in a way that it can be received. And you're only half of that equation Yeah. because the people get, they get to choose how they receive it. Yeah. The, what Abel said earlier made me think of something my wife shares with me, which is the idea of unconditional positive regard that, mm. and you made me think of that too, uh, Gabriel, when you were talking about, you know, when somebody says something that might be off-putting rather than respond to it immediately, you take a moment to kind of understand what's the seed behind that. What's the the message there? Totally. Yeah. And then if you give somebody the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, I'm going to take a beat. And rather than personalize it immediately or take it or get defensive, can I take a step back and say, um, what, what do I think they're trying to say to me? Or why are they responding to me in a way that is, is making me feel defensive? And oftentimes there's something very positive behind it that just didn't get communicated. 
that's hard to do. I've worked very hard to train my brain that way. Mm -hmm. When my wife comes home from work and she's had a rough day, she might not be very nice to me. And I have to remember that she's had a really rough day. She has a difficult job. And that if I take five minutes and come back to her, it'll be better. Yeah. You know, and I can say, hey, it seems like you may have had a tough time today. You want to talk about it in so much as you can, you know. Um, and I find that's helpful for myself um, when I when I feel like I'm being attacked or somebody's being critical to me. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts, Naya? I think that that would just be helpful on so many different levels. I mean, yeah. like you're talking about in marriages or with children or coworkers or just people in general. That that would what about coworkers. What, that would make the world go round. <laughs> what did you call it again? Positive. Unconditional positive regard. Unconditional positive regard. If everybody in the world took a beat before they responded, I think a lot of miscommunications would be avoided. Mm. And then a lot of opportunity for connection. Like I think Gabe and I talked about this a little bit. I don't know if it was yesterday, but just how a lot of people just want to know that they're heard and that you can understand. I understand why you feel the way you feel. I don't agree we, you know, I may completely disagree, but I can see how you see it that way. I think that would yeah. be super helpful. Yeah. There's a, a, a lyric to a song I heard recently, and it's, it's, it says, I only speak so that you might hear me. Because mm. I think all of us want to know that we're heard. And that's part of that relational thing. We want to be known. Yes. You know, uh, as opposed to when we feel like people are talking at us. And the relationship's not there, kind of bringing this full circle, we are much less likely to receive anything. Right. Even if you go outside of the of Christian culture and the worship, you know, milieu, there are people that we want to reach that if we're not relational with them, if we haven't invested in who they are, if we don't listen to them, if we don't address them or approach them with that unconditional positive mm -hmm. regard, all we're doing is throwing stuff at them yep. at least and that's dealing, how it feels and dealing with people according to our own insecurities or our own you know traumas or fears and mm. instead of uh instead of trying to understand where they who they are you know it's the idea that, that jesus with levi's like didn't say hey stop collecting taxes before i'll eat dinner with you he's like let's go eat yeah and then Levi changed, you know, yeah. so that kind of goes to what Gabriel was saying. It's like, if you have, if you have that relationship with people, you can influence them just through the, uh, your engagement with them Absolutely. and their desire to be better. You Absolutely. Know? That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> oh, I'm not cutting that. It's fine. What was that? It's fine. Some equipment, you know. She just broke a leg. I, I was, I actually Drum even leg. thought about what I just said earlier about, yeah. um, like you can tell the difference whenever someone's trying to be critical and when they're actually saying it out of love. I think even when someone is being critical to just take it with grace because everyone's perspective at, so, at in some way is different. And so they notice something that even people who love you choose to ignore and they practiced ignoring that. And so they show, they tell you something that not even people who care tell you. 
right? That's what that's, I yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. Somebody's bringing a perspective in that every, you know, everybody else has learned to gloss over. And then right. somebody who's new to the room goes, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but every time that you bend over, the missing button you have shows your belly button. And everybody's like, oh, that's just Abel's belly button. We're used to that, you know. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, um, one thing I really have learned to appreciate about the way Gabriel in specific handles things like that is instead of addressing the behavior on its own, he's always looking for the root of the problem. So, Hey, you've been consistently late. Are you, is there something else going on that's causing this to happen? Almost giving the person the benefit of the doubt that, Hey, maybe what you're dealing with runs deeper than just consistently showing up at, 710 or maybe what you're dealing with is deeper than not wanting to practice maybe you feel like you're plateauing and we can address that or maybe you're just your soul is tired like let's talk about how we can grow through this together as a person and not just as a player or or a musician yeah so just treating the symptom let's let's look a little deeper why am i always tired yeah. I mean, could, you know, just when you think about it, like your doctor or whatever, you right. know, instead of, hey, oh, you, it seems like you have a runny nose. Let's take a pill. Go like, well, but why maybe do I you're need it? eating poorly. Maybe you're yeah. out of shape or doing unhealthy, you have unhealthy practices or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's wonderful to hear that. And it seems like the fact that you're still all still employed suggests that um, you haven't <laughs> really got on the bad side of, of Gabriel at this point. Sorry, Sean, your, your time is done. So time to leave. <laughs> Sean is the intern who's hiding in the corner. He's I just want here. to acknowledge that he's, Sean's that he's awesome. there, doesn't get a microphone. Intern of the year. Of the intern summer. of the year. Yeah, there you go. Which is not a it's not a prize. It's just what he is. He it's is. Him. It's a punishment. You did not nothing to earn it, oh Sean. Gosh. You did nothing to earn it. <laughs> But I, well, I think I, any part, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I just, I would also like to add, I think I've, I've been in situations where I've dealt with lots of different types. Like I've, I've had a leader before. It, it makes me laugh. It probably didn't make me laugh then, but it should have, cause it was great. I was consistently late for chapels when I was in Bible school and he was like, Hey, why are you late? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, don't be late. And that was the conversation. <laughs> Which to me, I think is funny. He's like, well, just don't do that. Like if, why are you late? I don't know. Okay. Well then don't do that anymore. Like it seems so direct, but I, I mean, I wasn't late anymore. I was a little more, um, scared <laughs> to be late after that conversation. But, um, I think there are, I want to speak for all the types of people who like when they hear the words, Hey, can we talk? Or, Hey, I have something to talk to you about. Immediately want to vomit. <laughs> the, worst, the worst phrase in the history of mankind. It's like, first of yeah. all, I'm not going to be able to like do anything else until this conversation happens. So can we have it right now? Um, I think having, having had like those experiences, I realize now the value of, even if I don't know a person, them assuming the best of me, kind of that hope factor, just saying, okay, hey, we don't know each other that well, but I don't, I, I'm assuming that, you know, you may not be aware that this is what this is communicating. So I want you, I want to show you my perspective and let's have a conversation being welcomed into conversation and not just feeling like I'm being talked at, but that I can actually weigh in, not necessarily with defense or anything, just 
okay, this was my perspective on it. Okay, this is my perspective on it. How do we meet in the middle or how do we resolve that? I think a lot of times I've been addressed like, stop doing that thing or, hey, don't be that way instead of let's have a conversation about how we come to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. And I really always appreciate that opportunity as such a nervous person in general, (laughs) thinking that I'm like (laughs) fired forever, you know, just being able to say, okay, this was this was where my head was at. And I'm so sorry, you know. And I used to lead worship from a place, you know, like that. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, <laughs> love the Lord today, okay? And let me hear you <laughs> louder. Um, but Don't I think make me smack you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think this kind of translates to worship leading as well, knowing that it's not just about the the hour and a half or whatever it is. It's really about journeying through life with people, and like Jessica said, trying to come to a a meeting place. You know, um, if if we are going to be the bridge, uh, you know, of, of heaven and earth or the what do you call it? The the porch and the something else between porch and altar between porch and altar. You got to you got to know both. You got to spend time with the people and spend time with the father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen people who are extremists on both. Like you yeah. are in there with the Lord and I want to have anything to do with people and we can tell you know (laughs) or you're so about the people so concerned about the people where you don't really connect us to to you know to what we're supposed to be concentrating on so anyway i like that i like i think that wraps up what we've been talking about really well it's you know it's about relationship and um uh, giving people the benefit of the doubt um really caring about people Mm mm-hmm um, knowing that people hear things different ways. Uh, I, I think the simple answer is there's no simple answer mm-hmm. yeah. to engaging with people, um, receiving and providing improvement opportunities. There's no simple answer and there's no quick fix. It's people are messy. Relationship takes time and effort. Yeah. And if you're going to have a safe, healthy environment, you have to invest in your people and in those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do want to say that we're we're all blind to our own patterns, be they good or bad. And um, uh, a lot of the people that we deal with that we potentially are frustrated with because we see the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, very often, all it takes is a little bit like that one leader with Jessica saying, OK, just don't then don't be late. It, mm-hmm. it, all it takes very often is just somebody to lovingly just highlight something that they've never seen before. Very often we're, we're somewhat um, a, are like maybe subconsciously attuned to some of the negative patterns, but we don't know how to break the cycles until somebody asks a simple question just to break the rhythm. And we go, oh, wait, yeah, I, I don't have to do that. Yeah. So we just need to not be afraid to just love people to their greatness. Excellent yeah. words. Excellent words. Anything else you guys want to share before we wrap up? Any new exciting songs you've heard? Um, new family news? Favorite Should t-shirt? I share my Easter idea? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> no. no. Snap your finger. Quick, Abel. Snap your finger <laughs> so we know where to edit. <laughs> I'm getting it ready. Oh, okay. Um, well, we are doing... A new song this Sunday. Yes. And we have actually like forced it down people's throats. No, we have not. They love it. They do. Um, We're, well, one, could we do like shout outs? 
like of yeah. certain people. Go for it. Like the whole Maverick City music, yes. that whole collective of people just blows my mind. Like they've um they two songs. Um one well, one of the guys, um, he wrote both of them. His name is Dante Bo. Great songwriter, and we are we we are doing one of his songs this Sunday because it it's just great. It's called Champion. Um, and then another was uh, Real Thing off the mm-hmm. the volume one of Maverick City's album, and it's just I think both they all come to the same conclusion of just like how much the Father just loves us and where we are with Him. And I have to admit, I've never heard of Maverick City Music. <gasps> I wish so I could go now, back and hear it for the first time again. So please enjoy. Okay, I'm going to check them out. And now that you've mentioned them, and this is maybe completely self-serving, I'm going to try to connect with them and see if we can do an interview with them. Wow. That would would be you awesome. be open to that? Do it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Um, yeah. So Maverick City Music. So it's a song. Uh, Champion was one of the songs I didn't. I can't remember the other one. Uh, well, Champion is one of the songs that they did at Bethel, um, but Real Thing was off the Maverick City album. So I. Cool. So from what I'm like, what I've seen in some of the videos and like the posts that Maverick City does, it's like a a collective of people from like Bethel, um, some people from All Nations Atlanta. Uh, and like just different songwriters everywhere, they just come. They do like a little songwriting retreat, and oh yeah, they just record right there, just a piano, acoustic, and then all the songwriters come in a circle together, and they just record. They just hit record, and they just go for it. Well, I'll I'll try to figure out who the, who the publicist is. Maybe we can have a conversation. Yeah. Having said that, if it's a collective of people, then maybe there's nobody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maverick City Music is a guy named Dwayne in his basement, but uh, he gets all the people together in, a, in the same room. I don't know. Yeah. Any other shout outs? Gabe's ready for no, whatever he wants to say. I want you to shout out the song that you introduced a couple oh. weeks ago. Never Lost by All Nations. You should hear that song as well. And actually, it's not, I don't think it's All Nations. Rita Rita Springer Springer wrote it. Yeah. Wrote it. Yeah. But they redid it. And the the one line in the song um, that I love, it just says, Who are you, great great mountain that you should not bow low? Jesus defeated the darkness and he's never lost a battle. Well, as my son says, Jesus defeated the Dolphins. Um, not, a but, Miami, not a Miami thing. He's, he's 26 years old, but that's cool. He really likes the Dolphins. Yeah. But it's so, there's so much authority in it. And yeah. every time we've done it, whether in prayer or on a Sunday morning, you just kind of feel strength rising and people yeah. like, wait a minute, I can actually speak to the mountain mm-hmm. and it'll be cast into the sea. So never lost. Check it out. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Now, do we really have to hear what Gabriel has to he share? He has his phone really? out, quite and he has a cue up. Okay. I think right. any, and, uh, any church can do this. this picture Easter. It. I'm not Easter. even going to look for royalties on this. Everybody close your you eyes. I really want you to um, visualize He is going to play share. a song on his phone into the microphone for those who are responsible for recording this audio. Um, so, yeah, Blind Bartimaeus on stage, okay? <laughs> and, and he's calling out for Jesus because Jesus is walking through with his disciples. And everybody's telling Bartimaeus to shut shut his mouth because they don't want to hear his lip. 
And as Jesus gets closer, he breaks into this song. Perfect. No. Yeah, that's great. That's. that's... <laughs> I wish people could see the rest of our faces. I mean, there's, he's dancing yeah. too and pointing in, G, in Jesus' general direction. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's great. Well, the best part was that as you were, everybody else was turned away from you while you were explaining it. Like I'm used to it. Yeah. The views expressed yeah. by Gabe, <laughs> they don't reflect in his alone. <laughs> Uh, and and that, isn't that uh, Mike and the Mechanics? It is. Yeah. Who I just go. found out recently are extremely British. I had no idea. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. No. It's, uh, Mike is the guy who the, uh, is uh, from uh, Genesis. I thought it was. Yeah. The I can't remember his last name. The guy with the beard. And the, who yeah. Also, yeah. Who, from who Genesis. also played See? guitar for Genesis. That's right. Right. Yeah. So needless and, uh, to say, we're still thinking about what we're going to do for Easter. You got, you got, so you got a little bit well, of we've time. Got, we've got to put stuff on front and behind it. I mean, just to kind of fill it up. But I mean, the the meat portion of it's Easter still not is there. figured out. Yeah. Well, Bartimaeus needs, he needs some meat around that song. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, need is I mean, some other yeah. 80s tunes would probably be good in there. I don't know, like, hey, Mickey, How, you're so uh, fine or something. Hey, like, Jesus, you're so you're fine. So fine. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good. So I I, here's along those lines. I I like Kelly Clarkson. I think she's uh, an awesome singer songwriter. I thought that my life would suck without you would be a great worship song. (laughs) If you just turn that around about how to how to pick worship songs, yes. Then there's a whole slew. (laughs) What have you done? Actually, okay. I was well, I was actually in and out of worship. And, uh, the, thank a, you for listening. A friend of mine went into uh, "I Want to Know What Love Is." That was actually I want really you to good. show me, and that was actually it. Actually, ended up being a really cool moment. Yeah. Um, well, if by one Brad did would Black be a great IPs, worship song. Uh, d- didn't turn out as well. <laughs> I I I heard one where someone sang, uh, "What's that? Um, take my hand, take my whole heart too." I can't, I can't help, help falling, falling in love, in with, love you. with you. Oh. Yeah, they did yeah. that like it's just very chill, and I was like, I mean, we all probably know the tag from "I Love Your Presence" by Bethel is a David Gray song. Yeah, what's the tag? Correct. If you want it, come and get it for crying out loud. Oh yeah, that's a great song. I love David Gray. Mm-hmm. He's a very talented, dude. Never heard uh, him. What is that song? Babylon. We're like way off track. Yeah, yeah uh, Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so accurate. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. So we've been talking for a long time. So we're yep. gonna wrap up. As always. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so, and I hope people are still enjoying or still listening. And episode two hundred five, the missing episode, we will find. This is episode two hundred six. Be looking soon also for uh, episode. Meet your co-host with Abel. Followed shortly thereafter with Meet Your Co-host with Jessica, and we'll kind of go from there. Yes, we're working and, up the um, age, the age line. So I'll be last. No, I'll be last. I got you by a good five years, I think, brother. Wait, what's your mother's name? <laughs> oh, that's a different conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> say bye, everybody. Say bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us once again on the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. And make sure to add your voice to the conversation. You can find us at twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. 
on Facebook at facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst. Or head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop us a note.